0: so wonderful to see you return once again to odds bodkins curiosity shop i am your shopkeeper chris baker and today i've got something you might be interested in look at the curio cabinet over here and you'll see a vial on display now it may look like a vial of uh, simple liquid clear in nature Uh, may even be water but no this isn't just any water i would not take a drink If I were you, I wouldn't even bother to wash my hands with this because this is lunar water and it has very special and sometimes deadly properties. And it is the subject of today's episode. So let's pull out the mutoscope and take a look at the Netflix series of The Silent Sea. Silent Sea is uh, another gem out of South Korea. It made its debut on Netflix on uh, Christmas Eve, December 24th of last year. And it was uh, an interesting... Uh, looking trailer that I saw. It seemed full of mystery. It seemed very science fiction in nature. It seemed like it maybe had some elements of horror and drew from some very popular horror films of a similar genre. And it all culminated in a show that I really was looking forward to and it did not disappoint although it did turn out to be much different than i expected it to be now the series was based off a short film called the sea of tranquility by chae hong young who also directed the silent sea and it actually stars some some actors that uh, you may have seen in other movies and uh, television series on netflix and and otherwise of course uh, a, a lot of films out of south korea that netflix you know they're looking for their next squid game so they're buying up any property out of south korea that they think is going to be the next squid game but the the thing about it is is one you get a lot of these stories out of south korea that are unique and not what we're used to here in the United States. So it's really cool that they're doing this, that we get some different voices in horror and science fiction from different writers and directors. But the other cool thing is that you get exposed to a lot of actors that you may not have any familiarity with, but this series actually stars a couple people that uh, you may have seen in some other entities. Beidou uh is the lead. She plays Dr. Sung. She has been in a few things. She's been in The Host, if you watch that. She was uh, in Cloud Atlas, uh, the movie Jupiter Ascending. She had a role in that. She was in the show Sense8. Uh, done quite a few things that uh, I, myself, and, and you've probably seen. And Gong Yu, uh, he plays Captain Han in this series and you may remember him from Squid Game he actually played the recruiter that brought the uh, protagonist of that series into the Squid Game so uh, some some notable people uh some notable actors in this which was kind of cool to see but uh, this story really takes place in a dystopian future Uh, The world is drying up, the water supply, uh, the oceans and the rivers are, are all drying up, and water really is the commodity of this dystopian future. And like anything of value, the rich, the upper class always have the most access to it, while the lower classes have less and less access to this simple thing like water. Which causes unrest among the population, not just in South Korea, where this is based, but all over the world. And we have to imagine this is tied into a mission that uh, we find our, our cast. Uh, being a part of there's a mission to send these astronauts and doctors and other uh, technicians to this moon base balhay station it's a moon base that has been abandoned for the past five years uh, because of uh, you know it's been noted by the government that it was a radiation leak which like any anything the government says usually is not 100 true and this we find out is not true there was no radiation leak there was other things going on on at this moon base that our, our heroes will find out as this as this series moves on. But we're introduced to the Beiduna uh, character, Dr. Song. Uh, she is an astrobiologist. Uh, her sister was a part of the mission at Balhe Station that happened five years prior. There was some sort of accident and everybody died. And we find her in this state of... Uh, It's depression. It's like her world has come apart. Uh, She has gotten out of the astrobiology field. She's doing other things, but she's called upon to be a part of this and she's essentially doing it for her sister. She wants to find answers as to what happened to her sister. Now, I have to imagine that she probably, in a real world, would have failed any psych evaluation before being shot into space. But, hey, you know, it's science fiction. It's a little bit of horror, and there needs to be a little bit of suspension, a disbelief. But uh, but we find her in this, this almost depressive state. She's not a happy person. Her world has all come down around her. Her sister has died. Uh, it was the only family she had left. And she's going up to this this Balhae station to find answers. And of course, we won't round out the whole cast. But uh, Gung Yu, he plays Captain Han. He's the he's the kind of a typical leading man in this. He's the hero. He's the captain. He's the pilot, kind of a, a by the books kind of guy. But uh, but you can tell he's a good guy. Uh, there are some moments where you wonder what uh, what he's all about. Who is he really? You know, is he just a, a government stooge that is going to co- toe the government line and cover up what needs covered up, or is he going to be the the good guy that we see him revealed as throughout this? this whole story especially in some of the flashbacks with his daughter because his daughter and her health issues are amazing reason why he's going on this mission but our characters uh they crash land on the moon because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be science fiction without some sort of spaceship crash landing action sequence to to get the blood pumping at the beginning of the series but they finally make it to this Balhae Station, and right away, they find out that things aren't what they were told they were. You know, everyone was told that this was a radiation leak that killed all these people at this station, but when they get there, the doctor, Dr. Hung, uh, she says that all these victims look like drowning victims, which presents a a curious thing uh, because there is no water on the moon. Or is there? Because and then this is uh, this is really dis- discovered, and this is really uh, a part of the plot right away. So it's not a huge spoiler to say that uh, the people at this Balhae Moon Station have discovered what is called lunar water, but it has some viral properties to it. So if you get any of this water in your system, it multiplies with living human blood and the water multiplies exponentially, which essentially drowns a person from the inside out. Now it made for some really kind of disturbing scenes. When people are dying of this, uh, they essentially start coughing and puking up water. It at some points it seems kind of silly. Uh it almost looks like the Barfarama scene from Stand By Me, where it just it's like they uh put a hose on the side of the person's mouth and do like a profile uh shot and then just have uh whatever substance just spewing out of this hose. I it looked like that at some points, but but after a while it got a little disturbing to think that uh, this could be happening to a human being. So they really, they they understand that uh, these scientists were trying to uh, discover a way to use this water, which could multiply exponentially uh, to solve the water crisis on Earth. But the only problem is, if you drink the water, you are going to die. So therein lies uh, the problem that was posed to the scientists that were on this Balhae station. And eventually what the scientists that we find on this mission to retrieve samples of this lunar water, uh, what they try to figure out as this the series progresses and without going through the whole plot beat by beat and scene by scene, uh, it really plays into a lot of political intrigue because you have the the governmental cover-up that becomes unraveled and figured out through the investigation of Dr. Sung. Dr. Hong, she's the kind of the physician of the group and Captain Han really doesn't seem on board with this. He seems to be a company guy. He's going to tow the company line, the government line, and and just stick to the mission to get this sample back. But, you know, he he softens up and realizes that the government has been lying and that there, there's a mystery here. And he eventually helps in, in solving this mystery, or at least is complicit in uh, allowing Dr. Sung and Dr. Hong to discover what is going on with this lunar water. And there's also another faction in this, uh, a company called RX. They're like a drug company. It, it's discovered that they have a couple moles planted on this mission, trying to get a sample to bring back to them so they can monetize it. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where it's, it's always uh factions plotting against each other and neither one of them has the best interest of humanity in mind you've got the korean south korean government that wants it that just wants to be able to to use it to help their people and screw the rest of the world you've got the the rx the drug company that wants to get this technology and figure it out and then monetize it for personal profit and personal gain and then you've got dr sung who. She, in the end, wants this to be Uh, available for everyone so it really puts uh, quite the triangle of of players in place as to what happens with these samples and they get there and they find a lot of these samples are destroyed and it it really made for an interesting because the color palette on this movie is very much blues and and neutral grays and it's very cold and a very embodiment of, of being in space that cold desolate feel. But then when you go into these rooms with these samples, they've got thousands of these samples in these little holders on the wall. And the good ones that are intact have a green light and the ones that aren't any good have a red light. And it just made for some very striking imagery uh, with this kind of uh, bluish gray palette and then you get these pops of color just uh, made for some beautiful scenes and and made for some very interesting looking shots. Now this really plays like a science fiction series for the most part. You've got this moon base, you've got this, this lunar water, you know, all the all the elements of good sci-fi are here. But one of the things I thought was really cool about this series is the fact that they added in elements of horror because right off the bat, you get a lot of POV shots from something lurking in the air ducts behind things you get some creature and then uh, it doesn't take long it's the probably the second or third episode you get the first attack by this whatever it is that that kills one of the crew members i believe it is the co-pilot is the first one to get killed uh, by this by this thing that we we know is lurking in the shadows uh, through this maze-like moon base and then uh, a bit of a spoiler alert, we learn that this isn't a creature at all. It's actually a, a young girl who is at first very hostile towards these people on this mission that have come into her home. She's the only one left. How did she survive? Uh, we find out that she is drinking the lunar water. And, and it raises a lot of questions as to who is this. And they spend a good portion of this this series figuring out who this this character is who we've they come to to call her luna and realize that she is a part of an experiment that involves uh clones and uh, this is all very spoilery but uh, (laughs) there's there's uh, freeze-dried vacuum-sealed uh clones that they they bring out and they've been testing this lunar water on these these young girls Uh, and and it's kind of implied i I don't know if they come right out and say but uh, apparently each one has been genetically modified and they're just testing them out until they find one that has been genetically modified that has a resistance to the virus in the lunar water to which this uh luna 073 does have that resistance and and not only does she have a resistance to the lunar water uh, she can drink it just fine it also has healing properties it makes her extra agile and strong she can rip a guy's hand off it's just (laughs) she's got a lot of things going on uh after drinking this this lunar water and uh it, it made for a very interesting aspect to this this show is the whole mystery behind luna and how she got this way how her body reacts to the the lunar water and the big reveal at the very end of the series or the end of the season uh, which we'll we'll talk about coming up but it, it's very interesting because like i said there is this mystery uh we have dr dr Song who is trying to figure out what's going on, but not even just that. She's trying to figure out what her sister's involvement, because her sister was ahead of all the experiments with the lunar water, uh, as she finds out, and and trying to figure out her sister's involvement with what happened at Balhay Station five years prior. And coming to terms with what her sister was doing, come to terms with her sister's death, and the loneliness she feels. Her sister tried to call her just before she died, and she didn't pick up the phone. And that's one of the things that's been haunting her. She's a very haunted person. More so than sad, she seems very haunted. And a lot of the stuff in the last few two, three episodes really deal with her coming to terms with a lot of those uh, issues that she has and and things happen to where they have to evacuate this station there's only a few people left dr sung dr hung captain han another one of the moles from the rx corporation who is trying to sneak out one of these lunar water samples but ends up uh, getting infected by it we see captain han do a courageous thing it was that hero moment for him I know it's funny cuz I I'm very spoilery about some things but other things I'm not spoilery about. I you know I think there're just some things that it's okay if you know uh, if you haven't watched it but then there are some things that you just got to see it for yourself. And anybody who has seen this understands what I'm talking about that hero moment for Captain Han as Dr. Sung Dr. Hong and Luna uh, escape the facility and Luna goes out first. When Dr. Sung gets out there, she can't find Luna. All she sees are the gloves, the helmet from her space suit. And then all of a sudden it's revealed that Luna is standing on the moon, without a space suit without life support without anything and she's she's living i mean it's it's cold in space there's no atmosphere there's nothing to breathe and she is uh she is there standing there on the moon and she is just fine and and it just leaves so many questions as to what is luna now what did this lunar water what did the genetic modifications they made to this clone do that she can stand on the moon and and withstand the, it's just, it's so interesting. And, And like I said, so many questions were answered with this series as to what went on at that space station, but so many more questions opened up for us. And, and it ends kind of on a bit of an ambiguous note because it's mentioned that a rescue a spacecraft, a rescue shuttle is coming from the South Korean government to pick up the survivors. But it's also mentioned that another spacecraft has been seen in orbit as well. Uh, it's kind of implied that it is the spacecraft from RX, that, that drug company that was coming to pick up the uh, sample from the mole that was in the uh, this missions group and we're left with this this parting scene where it's like uh, from the view of a spacecraft, and they're flying back to Earth. And we hear radio broadcast, radio contact, uh, asking if the specimen's okay. And you know, it's essentially that they they picked everyone up fine. Um, they're seeing you know how they're doing, and they're heading back to Earth. But you don't know if it's the the ship from the South Korean government. You don't know if it's the ship from RX. Uh, you don't know where this is going next, and I've I've seen a lot of reviewers and critics kind of contemplating whether this is going to be a continuing series or if this is just a one-off limited series. I don't think this is meant to be a one-off limited series. I think we will get a second season because there's a lot of a lot of things going on, a lot of questions that were raised at the very end of the series that were left totally unanswered. Now, could they conceivably leave this ambiguous end as to, you know, what happened to Doctor Sung and and Luna and Doctor Hong? What happened to Earth? Who got the sample? And how can are they going to be able to save the Earth? Uh, with with Luna and with this sample uh, so many questions are left unanswered it would really be kind of a mind F if they didn't do a second season but it remains to be seen there's still no word left. Uh, this series I, I believe has done pretty well for Netflix. Uh, it hasn't done you know archive 81 has been kind of the, the golden child of Netflix right now, knocking Cobra Kai out of the number one spot. But I have seen Silent Sea show up on the the top 10 list of of Netflix. So it's getting some views. Hopefully it's enough that will necessitate uh, Netflix greenlighting a second season of Silent Sea. Because I think if they do this series right... Uh, much like Archive 81, if they do like a finite number of seasons, we're gonna do this story in three seasons or four seasons and and really plot out a really interesting and compelling story that matches this first, Season, uh, I think this could be a really cool series. Now, it, it could it jump the track and just roller coaster out of control. That's that's a possibility. If they don't treat this right, uh, this could just go off the rails and and we could get a meandering series that ends up just being canceled eventually. But I think if they do it right, I think we could have a uh, a series that. Last a few seasons and tells a really interesting story. Uh, a story that could. Um it could go off in a lot of different directions. It could also be a story of hope when it's all said and done. If you you do the ending, you know there's there's possibilities for uh, a tragic ending, a dark ending. There's possibilities for a very happy ending. the The possibilities are endless, I think. And I think they could do some really cool stuff with this because I really enjoyed this this season of Silent Sea. Uh, I think it had so many cool elements to it. Uh, it was definitely a science fiction story. It, it had elements of drama. It had elements of mystery. It had elements of horror, much like Archive Eighty One had a lot of those things. Uh, maybe more horror than science fiction, whereas this is more science fiction than horror. But it, it had a, its multifaceted, much like Archive Eighty One. You can't really pigeonhole it, it into just one genre and that's one of the things i really liked about it because i i thought this this could be just a one note show that i'll enjoy watching it but i won't care if i see another season after it's all said and done with everything that was going on some of the twists and turns that it took that i was not expecting at all uh i i'm really excited to see what happens next with this story, because I, like I said, I thought they did a really good job. I thought the, the writing, it's kind of hard to tell because you're getting translations and sometimes the translations, whether it's through subtitles or whether it's through overdubbing, uh, sometimes things can be lost in translations or, or, or translated a little too literal. So, so that's really hard to tell. But I think the story in and of itself is a really interesting story. And for the writing in regards to that, I thought it was really well. Uh, there again, like I said, I watched it with overdubs. It's really kind of hard to tell acting, but I really enjoyed all the characters. Uh, some of the characters were a little stereotypical, like they had the one guy with the weird mullet. Uh, kind of was that uh, stereotypical smart mouth Always scared, doesn't want to go anywhere. Wants to. Let's just finish the mission and go back home. Why? Why are we doing this? Why are we uh, checking this out? Let's just go home. And, and but but when called upon, is always there and, and and does the right thing. You know they had some stereotypical one note characters, but the some of the main players were were really interesting characters. Doctor Sung, Doctor Hong, Captain Han, Luna. Uh, some of the other characters that, that we see, which probably won't show up in season two, uh, were, were kind of interesting characters and uh, interesting motivations. and And like I said, a lot of the mystery was really compelling. And there were some twists and turns. Some of them we found in flashback. Um, They played a lot in flashback, especially at the beginning of episodes, we saw some of the backstory from some of these characters that uh, changed the motivation of the character from what we thought it was to what we know it is by the end of it. Uh, just some really interesting storytelling here. And like I said, the color palette was beautiful. The imagery was beautiful. Uh, some of the, uh, the the special effects were good. I thought the special effects were pretty good. The only thing that was really odd is when they were walking on the surface of the moon, they, they had this weird gate to their steps uh, that didn't quite Seem like a nat- the natural bouncy step that you see on uh footage of moonwalks <laughs> it looked very forced and like they're trying to fake walking on the moon. It, it was, it was a little touch that seemed a little awkward, but it didn't make or break the, the series, so it-, it was something I could definitely look past. But, but for the most part, uh, all of the the special effects were, were really good, all in all. Uh, a really good story, which at the end of the day, that's that's what you want. You want a good story. And when they can tie in some of those great genre things, uh, like science fiction and uh, horror and things such as that, that's to me is always always a plus. And the fact that, you know, they drew a lot of inspiration, this felt very much like some of those old 80s, you know, science fiction horror, Films that we we love, uh, The Thing, Alien. You know, it, there were some of those scenes in in this film or not film, but this series that felt very very alien esque or very The Thing esque, and it was really cool to see some of the the inspiration from some of those great '80s science fiction horror films in this series, which I I, I enjoyed very much. So. All in all, I would say if you love science fiction with a little bit of horror thrown in, a good mystery, a a thrill ride of a series, some of the episodes could be a little drawn out, but there's a lot of character building in this for some of the characters, and there's a lot of mystery building and solving, and so, you know, sometimes you got to let that play out, but all in all, I watched this in a couple days, and it never felt like the series was dragging out too long i've heard some people say it was a little long they could have condensed it but i i had no problem with the the series length. I had no problem with the episodes being boring or, or certain episodes dragging out. I really thoroughly enjoyed this series uh, you know, from top to bottom, from the actors and the directing and the writing to the special effects and just the look of the whole uh, experience. It was just a, a fun ride. And like I said, uh, one of those series that I'm really interested to see where it's going to go next, because I think There's a lot of possibility with this and looking forward to seeing if a season two comes out from Silent Sea. So check it out. If you get a chance on Netflix, The Silent Sea, I think you're going to enjoy it. I know I did. And once we find out if there is going to be a season two, uh, just go to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop on Facebook, where we're trying to keep you up to date with all of the latest uh, news and trailers on the series And the films that come out from the genres we love, horror, fantasy, and sci-fi. Always posting articles and and the like. uh, Trying to keep you updated from from everything all over the internet. Anything you can find, uh, we're trying to pass it along to you there. So check that out. And I want to thank you for listening. Taking the time to hear my thoughts on The Silent Sea. Uh, Wherever you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe to it. Download it. Share it. Leave a review Uh, you know five stars would be awesome but uh, whatever review you leave us always appreciate the feedback and i want to thank everyone again for listening and until next time thank you for visiting odds bodkins curiosity shop we hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon but even though you may come back you never really get to leave odds bodkins curiosity shop (laughs) Ha 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 ha.